This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chafin. Thank you for listening. I'll leave you with this. Please subscribe to our Patreon page. You can uh, hear all kinds of extras with uh, T.J. Miller on the road and hell gig stories and behind the scenes of a comedy club in Manhattan. So please support that. I could really use your support. So if you like this podcast, please uh, sign up for Patreon page. It's only like two bucks, and you can really kind of uh, get some extra stuff that I want to try to add. It's even getting better and better each week. So please support us, and uh, I'll give back, I promise. Where were, you, where were you this weekend? Anywhere cool? Um, no. no. No, this weekend was completely at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that amazing yeah. as a comedian? You're just like, you know, I think there's people that just love a weekend off. You know, people that have like these normal lives and normal jobs of being yeah. a comedian. You're just like, okay, uh, yeah, what am I going to do? I guess I could uh, watch a special. Then I feel like I'm <laughs> kind of being inspired. Yeah. <laughs> That's part of the work. <laughs> I'll uh, you know, I'll write some new stuff or I'll hang out because I don't get a lot of FaceTime at this club, and uh, that's so funny how our brain is just like. But it's a good thing. Yeah. To not. I love it when I have time off. I never do. And when I do, it's it, I I enjoy it actually. Like of course. Once you've gotten a little more established, I think you get a little more comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. But you know. Um, I think uh, kind of Bill Burr referred to it as just like you know I just need I need to like. A- Live life again, make mistakes, screw up. Yeah, and yeah, it, can, yeah. it can inform my stand up a little bit more. Well, it's easy for him to say because <laughs> he's very, very successful. But uh, us scrubs, I feel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could do a little bit of Bill Burr, but uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he could take a break. He's selling out like stadiums across the world. Yeah. But uh, that's amazing to me as somebody like that because I remember when he wasn't that good. And uh, it's so funny to see people that like were kind of like, eh, we kind of made fun of mm-hmm. and then got like amazing. Yeah. Like there's a lot, like one day, I mean, you know what I mean? There's going to be somebody that we probably were kind of, you know, joking around about their sets and stuff, and then they just blow up, and they're this humongous. I mean, he was always kind of had a good brain, but he did this like ticky thing, and it was just like, I don't know, it's just like, he's Billy, by the way, you know. Billy, right? When your name's Billy, you're going to be a little goofy. Yeah, there was one of the the (laughs) roasts, I think it was one of the Comedy Central roasts, and I think he was on the stage, and people were like openly just like, yeah, I've been watching Billy's set. Like, like, he was the the comic to trash on because he he was. Yeah. Weird. Like I, you know, he was before me, but I remember being like an intern or a busboy or whatever at New York mm-hmm. Comedy Club, and he would just come in, and yeah, it was just like, you know, it wasn't. It's just funny how people just find it. Yeah, uh, Brett Druck and I were talking about this. He his theory on it was that he was, you know, he was like almost purposefully bad in a way to be like, I'm gonna figure out a way to just do it on stage and just be funny. Like like yeah. even though my thoughts aren't quite snappy in there yet, almost kind of the way podcasting can can also just help you get better on your feet and just yeah, say, yeah. say funny stuff in the moment. That he just not this ate podcast. It. <laughs> <laughs> not funny. It was very depressing, actually. Uh, that he just ate it for however long bef- until eventually it did click. And then he's like, wow, my thoughts are my stand-up. I'm just... As yeah, you know, it's weird. It's like, um, 
you know, I'm one of these guys that's like, I don't put a lot of people on pedestals, mm-hmm. and uh, but I give people credit where it's due. You know, I feel like people are funny and people, you know, that have specials and things, definitely it's not coming from any sort of bitter bus. But at the same time, it's like, you know, when you're friends with Chappelle, it's like life works out a little bit better when you're friends with Anthony Caffer. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you, Capper. Hey, but it's like, but you know what I mean? Like, it's like when you have a friend like that, I'm yeah. not saying he didn't deserve any of it. He deserves all of it. Right. But, and he proved himself. And definitely, what's great about somebody like Bill Burr is, you know, the, I know you're big Eminem and stuff. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. seize the moment, you yeah. know. And he seized so many great moments in his career that kind of like, didn't matter who he was friends with, you know, right. like the, the, just the, the thing with the opening Anthony thing in Philly, you know, when he's right. on stage getting heckled and stuff. That's a moment where you could buckle and you just be like, fuck you. And then it just becomes this thing where like every other comic would do that. Yeah. And then he had this moment of just hilarity that really is one of the best, you know, kind of getting messed with comics. It's the greatest of all time, in my yeah. opinion. Oh, I loved it. It's such, yeah. such a great moment to watch. Yeah, because he do, he doesn't buckle at all. He just stays in the pocket. He just keeps ripping and ripping and ripping and ripping, and it was so freaking funny. I could watch that over and over. And then there's another one where he gets hit with a donut at a school. I never saw that. That's hilarious. He get, they have a slow motion on it. He's at a college, and he's like fucking with the college, and then they just throw it's a powdered donut. So it just like <laughs> boom, and it's slow motion, so it's even funnier that because the powder of the donut just like flies in the air. It's so great. But yeah, he he had some rough. He definitely had some Thunderdome shows. So. But he deserves it. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, comedy is about just, you know, being chosen sometimes and yeah. like being ready when you're chosen. But a lot of people don't get chosen. That's that's the downfall sometimes. Right. You know, it was interesting because I was taking a little bit of stock recently in a good way of like what I have in my life. Yeah. And I think and, you know, you can disagree with me, but um, sometimes people get into any, I guess any sort of like world or business, but we'll just stick to comedy now. There's like this uh, idea of the uh, of maybe who you're going to be, but then also who you're going to surround yourself with. You might mm-hmm. walk in and, and watch a show at the cellar or something like that, and be like, "Oh, one day I want to I'm going to be with those guys. Yeah. I'm going to sit at that table. I'm going to do this thing." And as you are pursuing that goal, as you're trying to get there, some people do a very small percentage get like get SNL right away or something. Yeah. Um, but so many others, as they're trying to get there, they eventually just find their people, and and you don't realize you go, oh, what do I, this is this is the group, you know, yeah. <laughs> these yeah. are the people, yeah. you know. While I'm trying to earn the affection of you know people X, Y, and Z, yeah. all these other people have accepted me from from early on. Um, continue to accept me and love me, and these are my these are my people. And yeah. you know, I'm sure that as as time goes by, you know, there'll be new up and comers who look at that group and go, "Oh man, if I had that camaraderie." So yeah, take no. stock of uh, the people who you do have around you. I think yeah, it, it's definitely weird. It's like because we are kind of an X Men, you know, group. Like if you mm-hmm. got it, you got to get in the right group. Otherwise, it's like comedy can be very difficult. And uh, yeah, you got to get rid of your unfunny friends. Uh, I think that's the key to comedy. <laughs> Is that what I said? <laughs> I was like, embrace who's around you. And you're like, yeah, you got to dump the the losers. I think that's what you said, no, right? But it's true though. Like, I don't know. I think I believe that way. Like, I like you more because I think you're good at this craft. Mm-hmm. I would like you less if I thought you sucked. Yeah, yeah, right, I can't yeah. help it. It's the same way I'm attracted to a woman that's smart or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you, know, you know, I did a comic. She's funny. She paid her dues. So it's like, you know, it's like I've. I don't know. I just. Mm-hmm. I feel like untalented people turn me off. 
I remember thinking when I was starting off too that um, I wanted to get to this point. There was like this, you know, good show that I wanted to be on, and um, and I was I was so out of the know that I just everything above me looked great. Yeah. <laughs> everything was like, oh man, if I could just do yeah. a nine p.m. at Broadway one day, sure, or if sure, I could sure. just do you know this show here, whatever it was. Yeah. And when you start to get those things. I was kind of likening it to uh, this like mountain that you're on and, and you're climbing up it, but then there's like base camps like everywhere along the way where you get to one level and you see all these people and they're chill. They're just like, yeah, I'm cool here. I don't need to yeah, keep yeah. going up. Yeah. And at some point you're like, but I, I want to. I want to keep going. And I'm like, well, we are not going to be there for you. We, you know, you buy and you got to yeah, say yeah. goodbye to that thing. Uh, I like the movie That Thing You Do, um, um, which – uh, where like they get that first manager and then they don't want to leave that manager, um, but he's like, "That's not what I do. I just find new talent and then I pass it along to these guys." He's like, "No, we want you. It's like, not my thing. You, you guys are bigger than me now. Go move on." Um, so there is totally a level of that where you have to kind of know when to kind of like close the gate behind you and be like, "No, no, no. I, I'm moving on. You, you, you're not putting in the the, the work kind of thing to to come with me." Um, so there's always an element of that for sure. Yeah, no, I was, I was trying to get a video of you. Oh, sure, I was sure. I wasn't looking at my phone. <laughs> I was try, you know, it's funny. I was trying to get a video of you of that great thing you were saying, and then it was just like storage full. You know, it's like the story of my life. I'm trying to capture a moment, and my fucking phone is like storage full. I was like, because I refuse to pay that monthly thing oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of like adding more storage. I feel like it's just sacrilegious. Um, so yeah, no, I yeah, I heard most of it, and uh, <laughs> so I'm trying. <laughs> No, but it's it is true. It's like you know, a mountain. It is a mountain. Yeah. You know, you're climbing this thing, and it's like some people climb with you, yeah, and some don't. And um, and these sorts of build natural barriers around you because it has taken time and effort. Um, I always think about that when I think about the people who win the lottery overnight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because rich people, people who like worked for it over years, they have done the same thing. They've slowly started to get rid of, as you put it, like they're less rich, less um, ambitious friends, and they yeah, start yeah. to make richer and more ambitious friend people. So by the time they make their millions, it's like they've only surrounded themselves with other millionaires. They don't have that issue of yeah. Cousin Frank coming by being like, hey. You unless know, you're an NFL player. Unless, then... <laughs> and, and, ex exactly. Exactly. Unless like sports you are... guys, they always hang on to the wrong people. Well, <laughs> I think it's because really of the, the speed by which it happens. And these guys get you know super rich now at 2021 whatever because of the nature of their talent yeah uh and the same thing with the lottery it's like <clears throat> when you wake up one day and you have all this money yeah now there's two things going on one you haven't created those barriers of like yeah i kind of left your way of life like 10 years ago mm. instead it was like no 10 days ago we were hanging out by the by, you know yeah, by the fishing yeah, yeah. dock and like where's my money where's my thing the football players, it sucks because, you know, there's tons of skill, talent, and hard work that go into yeah. it. But, yeah, I think people perceive it as like, you, just got a, you know, you guys got a $10 million contract. That's not fair. Where's, where's my where's my uh, take? Yeah, I yeah I agree with all that. I feel like I'm one of these few people that um, I can get a sense. that The reason that I think I'm good at what I do and I think I'm mm -hmm. better than everybody else in New York City that, that uh, runs rooms and things is because mm -hmm. I can get a gauge of – where that talent is, even when it's not quite surfaced yet. Like, oh, okay, yeah. I feel right. like a lot, because I grab the mic, because mm -hmm. I do this. And I feel like a lot of these people that are in charge yeah. of this entire business, a lot of times, and I say this all the time, I poop to my own horn, but I feel like, you know, in order to really, really get this, you got to do it. Yeah. Otherwise, you have no fucking clue. Right. You're just somebody that kind of sees other people working, and, oh, well, they're working, so I'll book them. But uh, But even when I have, like, you know, comedy people in my life in an early point, I feel, 
you know, I can tell somebody's going to get funnier. Right. You yeah. know, so I don't know. But you can see how people would have an issue uh, or they would run into more problems if they got some overnight, like seemingly overnight success early on for the very I've seen a lot of that. I've yeah. seen a lot of people get it early. And their friends are just like, dude, like, I'm you. You're me. Yeah. What the fuck? You Pete, know, I was at a Pete Davidson and I were really tight and yeah. he won't <laughs> text me back. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, if you're listening, you asshole. <laughs> I was so good to but, you. <laughs> Fucking piece but, of shit. No, I'm kidding. I love you. But no, he's but taking me to Giants games and shit. Yeah. And then, but it's funny because it's like it stings more because it happened so fast. But I feel like, yeah. and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. like if that took ten years of work and you saw him gradually, blah blah blah. He did work a some, little bit though. No, he no, he probably he worked like six, seven years. Like he, he did work pretty good. It's just the fact that he was young. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, true. it's okay, like he, he started like fifteen. Or yeah, something he like had that, a yeah. Was, no, he, not well, that's what I used to tell him. I said he used to go up on stage as the teenage comic, and I was like, "Stop saying that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the stupidest thing. Like, just be yourself, because right. you're not going to be the teenage comic soon." Yeah. And uh, no, nah, it's fun. No, I love I love him, and I love my friends, and you know, I've seen a lot of people, you know, get fame and stuff, and that's a part of the thing too in this business. You have to embrace that when you're, you know, right. friends, people that you, you know, come up with when they get things, and you can't get, you know, jealous, and you got to like. Stay in your lane and enjoy your ride and right. not, like, get weird. Because that'll take you down. I've seen it happen to so many comedians, you know, where they just, like, it, they just can't handle the success of other people. And it's, like, something that's just, like, you know, you can't control that, you know. Yeah. You have to just, you have to enjoy it. I mean, sometimes it hurts when you see somebody that you're just like, ah, oh, this guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> How did that guy get that? Right. But, uh, yeah, but whatever. I think it's it's a, it's a funny thing. Do you have any, ta- like, my, I have a tactic um, if ever I get those little, you know, those jelly feelings, as it were. Oh, yeah, jelly uh, feelings. I love that. That's very funny. <laughs> that's that's going to be part of the thing. I try to, uh, well, I mean, if I can't just dead the emotion immediately and just go, this is, there's no place for this in my heart, yeah. uh, I will try to look hard at what this person offers. And I'm like, I'm not that person. Like, it's not yeah. even, it's not, there's not even a, I'm not even up for the same things that that person should be up for. And yeah. sometimes when it is close, I'm like, fuck, I'm that guy. <laughs> it, it hurts that much more. You're like, what? You needed another <laughs> tall, lanky white guy with a dry sense of humor? Fuck, no way. <laughs> but yeah, most of the time, it definitely yeah. doesn't go that way. I'm sure, yeah. If, if you and John Mulaney were starting out, I could see <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that, would, like, that would no, be a guy. John. <laughs> <laughs> that would be your your guy, yeah. If you're going for the same demographic, that would be the John Mulaney demographic. Uh, no, it's yeah, it's it's a it's a funny business like that. Um, you know, uh, I thought it was it was great. You know, I feel like a, a defining moment for you in the green room, if you will, was you know winning you know the Boston Comedy Festival. And oh, yeah. I think that was, you know, something that was cool. And you did Axis and, you know, all this fun stuff. And uh, everybody, Rob Ryan in the building. That's hey, my thank l- you. Long intro, long long, intro. I love that intro. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, so winning, you know, the, the thing was, I felt like that was kind of, uh, you know, a good confidence builder for you, you it, know. It, and Yeah. Um, there was a, it was very, af- like, career affirming in a way. And I don't, I, I don't want to put pressure on myself to have these kinds of moments. Um but man, it's just it, it. They really exist sometimes because you you you're doing shows and you're writing and you're trying to think like, am I good at this? <laughs> am, yeah, I, am, yeah. I, am I? You know, <clears throat> it sucks to have to compare yourself to others, but you do think like, am I better than 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 the field in general? Am, yeah, I, am, yeah. I, am I am I on a track at least? Um, and as far as other comics showing you some respect, giving you like a little nod. I mean, I think you noticed that like that, those come so few and far between. It's, sure, it's, uh, you know, we're not in the most 
um, I don't know, supportive group of people all the time. And it's a little, uh, it's, it's disheartening sometimes. Uh, so, and you don't know. So you, people can have respect for you, like you, but still not even want to mention it for, yeah, for yeah. various reasons. Sure. And, uh, but when you get an opportunity, when you open a little door to, to be able to get that, then people, it might be a floodgate, and you might start to yeah, really yeah. realize how people do feel about you. Because if you're a dick, uh, people don't want you to succeed. Mm -hmm. And if you're somewhat kind and, and uh, professional and talented, people really genuinely do want you to succeed. I've, I've felt like I've noticed. So the nicest thing was coming back to New York after that and then seeing people legitimately be like, dude, that's just great. Like, yeah. so like, I'm so glad it was you and yeah. not somebody who doesn't deserve, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, Julio Gallerati, he was like, you know, dude, I feel like, you feel like you've been underrated for like a long time. It's great. You got that thing. I was like, oh, thanks, man. Nice. You know, other people just saying really nice things that otherwise may not have come to the surface because how often are you just going to pull someone aside and be like, yeah, I really respect you, man. I think it's, I yeah. wish we'd honestly do it more, but sure. people don't, you know, feel the need to do that. So that was such a warm, nice thing. And to go to another city where, you know, they don't know who I am. Yeah. And it can be sort of like people have this idea that, ah, you know, things, these things are always rigged. Sure. I love being able to be like, I came to a city. I did the contest once before, like four, three years ago and just got knocked first round. That was it. Went home. And so no one, there wasn't like, yeah. hey, I'm sure you've done it like five or six times. I was like, no, man, just came in <laughs> one time, boom, 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 right to the top. And it was like, all right. So that, no, that's, that that's felt great. great. It really, really was nice. And it no. just made me go, all right, I'm on the right track. I'm not yeah. completely off base here, <laughs> which our brains could sometimes be like. Oh, absolutely. You need defining moments that are going to make you not go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> not make you pick up a trade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what you were saying about, you know, a lot of people, I feel like, People that I know and saw get huge, mm -hmm. probably about, I would, this is a weird number, but I would say 65% of them were not nice. Mm. We're going to fact know. check that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to me. 65. Oh, to you specifically. Yeah. Yeah. To me specifically. Mm -hmm. um, that I've seen get big. There's yeah. a lot of huge stars that were kind of like, and then you, and then you start to question is that the way to get ahead? You know, you see these guys, you know, and they just, they jump from manager to manager. They, right. they've jumped from friend to friend. They jump from yeah. club to club. They do the thing that they, and there's no loyalty at all. They just like take care of themselves. They fucking, they know what they want. They, you know, they head for that path and it's like they're cutthroat, you know, you know, and it's just like, you wonder sometimes you doubt because you're a nice guy. I try to be a nice guy. And it's just, you know, it's it, you, you question that sometimes. It's like, you know, is this friendly <laughs> thing really the, the best thing to be? The brother that, you know, because like, I'm all about band of brothers. And then sometimes it bites me in the ass, you know, because I feel like it just, you don't rise sometimes in certain situations because you're not, like, fighting for it enough. Right. You know, it's like, I feel like I see that a lot. I would totally agree with you. And it's sad that. You still have to. It's and it's true of this business and others as well. You're like, oh yeah. man, is it really? Is it really not the the case? And yeah. <laughs> uh, very rarely do you see this situation where you're like, oh man, that guy was great. Everything, everything, you know, just worked for him, and it should yeah, have. Yeah, and sure. because you're right, it, there's a lot of shortcuts when you think, well, kind of what we were talking about before. Like, well, they're more successful. I'm gonna just gonna hang out with them. And oh, yeah. I got an opportunity to dump them to them. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna keep you and, know group hopping until I get to the top. 
Yeah, and we'll also, you know, I don't drink and you don't drink, oh, and yeah. I feel that sometimes is a weird thing because mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of greasing of the wheel that happens with yeah. people in the industry, you mm-hmm. know, with kind of like, I know tons of, it's like, you know, they drank with people and then those people kind of like, oh yeah, I'll get you on this, and a little right. special. And that. So it's like, it's like sometimes there's that awkwardness of kind of the after party kind of like, you know, thing of, you know, sitting there just kind of like, hey guys, you know, 100%. <laughs> yeah. It's not, that, that's definitely something that I've had to struggle with. I've had to get better at and yeah. I've had to work on it, you mm-hmm. know, and I feel in this business it's really funny. It's like if I were to teach um, the elements of comedy, I would probably... Uh, you know, half of it would definitely be writing and performing, but the other half, you know, right Dumping there your with friends. <laughs> the do unfunny coke. ones. No, don't do coke. Uh, coke Party. You know. No, but I, but I would say learn, learn how to talk to people. Yeah. Learn how to... This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Um, talk to people in a way that is intriguing on their end to want to help you and to want to see your talent. Right. And what do you have to offer? And be clear and good at presenting that and knowing how to uh, seize a moment with a big agent, how know how to seize a moment with a, a big comic, know how to... But but be be you know honest and you know and real and not this like annoying nudge or whatever. But there's just a way to do that. Yeah, there's a way to do it, and uh, you know definitely dump your own funny friends. But that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about knowing how to talk to somebody that can make a, a life changing difference in your you know. And right. it's like that's you know it's just not it's something nobody's prepared for. It's kind of like in school they teach you how to. Add and subtract and do whatever. Nobody teaches you how to balance a checkbook. Nobody right. teaches you like basic life stuff. You know yeah. how to get insurance or you know it's like it's like they teach. They don't. I think they're trying to do stuff like that now. But when I was a kid, nobody taught us anything. You mm-hmm. know how to like save money or get a you know all that stuff. And so as I feel like in comedy, nobody teaches that either. Everybody takes classes. Everybody does this and busts their ass, open mics, and they get better at jokes and all that. But nobody's teaching you how to. Present your card in a non-annoying way. Right. How yeah, to yeah. approach a person and not be aggressive. And, you know, those are those are things that, like, you know, you're just not taught. You know, you just and, – yeah. and I've had so many awkward moments, you know, with, with those kinds of situations where I had to, like, you know, there's a guy from HBO. There's a guy from Comedy Central or a lady or a girl or whatever. And I was like, ah, you know, and then it's just like <laughs> whether I was drinking or not drinking or whatever the situation was. You know, I was, you know, it, it, it can make or break you sometimes, yeah. you know, if you talk to people the wrong way. I always, I had so much of an issue starting off, and probably still do, where I would, like, over-formalize everything. I always thought that things were supposed to be professional, and I would, you know, uh, treat them as such. And I think in the acting world, uh, that is a little bit more true. And in stand-up, it's just, it's wild west. It's all over the map. Yeah. I don't know how to deal with, um, you know, one 
owner to one agent to one booker to one whatever. Yeah. Uh, because some people are just like, don't ever fucking contact me like that. <laughs> and other people really do yeah. appreciate that. So you have to kind of learn each Oh, yeah. Human. Absolutely. As well, some are like, don't ask me, don't be like, oh, you know, hope you've been well. Like, fuck, what do you want? <laughs> kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. I'm right here, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then others like the cordiality of it and yeah. whatever. But yeah, there were moments, like little key like inflection points in my like life and, and budding career where I was in the room where that, that, that decision was made. And it was yeah. far more, as you said, it was kind of just like very chill, you know, yeah. just like in between sips of a drink oh yeah I, I should get you on that one day and you're just like did that just happen and yeah. that's really the moment like yeah. that was the the back room cigar room sure, moment sure, sure. it wasn't just like this well crafted email that I wrote that happened yeah, yeah. to have this perfect link to this perfect thing that I sure had. sure it's it's funny that you said that it's um yeah I feel like you know it, it's it, people people yeah people are so awkward sometimes because you know we're comics we don't know we don't know how to the, the email thing i've I've been really bad at that for so long yeah and i have i've in my therapy in my therapy sessions i always we talk about it or I'm not allowed to send emails when I feel like sending them. I have to wait a day because I'll send some aggressive emails. <laughs> and they won't be like, you know, and I remember a club wasn't booking me or something. And it was like, you know, pretty big club. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's right outside the city. And everybody plays there and wants to play there. You've played there a lot. And it's like one of these things. And it's like. Uh, you know, the booker was blowing me off. And I told him, I said, look, man, I go, dude, booking is the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. I can close my eyes and do it. I go, what? Stop making it like you're this fucking, you make, like you're special. You're not special. I'm a full-time professional comedian and I just book like on a whim of people that I think are fun. That's not that, like stop acting like it's this glorious thing you do. Like you're not, you're just booking talented people. You're picking the talented people. I said, it's, it's I, you're not, I'm way better at, you know, just whatever. Just like, <laughs> Like just and it just ruined my situation oh, with wow. that club, and it's just like just because I just you know I acted on a feeling, mm -hmm. you know instead of you know now what I could do now is I, I write I write fake emails like uh, that I don't send like uh, I just write an email like either to my family or to you know bookers or agents or whatever like somebody I'm mad at I do these these like mock emails mm -hmm. and it really gets it out you know hopefully you know one day I'm going to probably accidentally send one that's going to be the worst <laughs> really want to see that <laughs> yeah that cache of yeah. emails if you ever die oh they're great day, oh, go I'll, I'll put them like, I'll put them in a book you know <laughs> yes, I'll do yes, I'll please. put them in the book my crazy <laughs> what do's and don'ts of stand up but uh, so yeah so I think that's but that's great though it's like yeah. but you get it like you you know well, but what I was going to get back to, what I was trying to think of before, is what you said about you know, how you approach people. I like it when people are like, um, you know, show interest in me as a person and as a comedian, you know, and yeah. like, and even if it's a little fake, it's like. But this has come back to bite me in the ass. I remember one time I was on the podcast and I said something like, "I said, uh, you know, I go just tell me I had a good set and I'll probably book you." Like. <laughs> <laughs> and I was saying it in the sense of, but I tell you every, I tell you guys, I, you yeah. never not see me go good set, bro. Like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just that guy because 
chances are you did do a good set in the sense of you got up there, you did your jokes. I'm not trying to say it was amazing every time, but like good set, bro. Like, you know, we all need that. The yeah. way you were saying, I'm yeah. one of those guys that I do give back to that. And then I anyway, I said that on a podcast. And then I was like at a pizzeria and some kid comes in comic and he was like, Hey man, you know, I heard if you just say that you had a good set, you'll book me and like like fucking used my words of me That's trying so to be funny weird. on a podcast. Yeah. And I was like, You motherfucker, I was so angry. <laughs> I was like, Really? I have good sets motherfucker so you ain't fake it like i got so angry and it was like such a thing you know that somebody used something i said oh, kind weird. of jokingly yeah and then, like right back at me i was like oh my god that's so what a weird yeah. way this is the first time this person met you too no oh, okay. it, that was the problem because oh. i had been kind of like being friendly with them i see okay. and i you know and that's the thing too is that you know one time i was i remember seeing when i was working this the comedy cellar and i remember i just got in i was there probably a couple of months and i was at the table and it was a big deal and i'm eating mm-hmm. the salad and everything and i remember aziz being there and aziz wouldn't talk to anybody he would you know aziz Nazar, he put his headphones on and he would just like be looking at his notes or whatever and then i was just like god this guy just like is a dick or whatever and then i remember one time i saw him without the headphones and everybody was just on top of him on top of him top of him, and so I could tell that like okay. he just <laughs> that's his yeah. like defense mechanism right. is just put on headphones and just do he's all about the comedy he doesn't want to be fucking with anybody so I get it now but I have found myself where I'll be friendly with people that I don't know yeah. very well and I'll try whatever and then they'll use it against me and it's a whole thing but anyway I uh, I had a nice little meet cute with um with Jay Farrow and this is a good story about, like, on, on both ends, you yeah. know, being a little outside the box, quirky with how you kind of get on someone's radar. Yeah. And then also just on his end being kind to people who you don't have to be kind to, I guess, uh, which he's got tons of stories about that. So, uh, you know, props to him for always seeming to be on the positive end of these stories. Oh, yeah. When, when sometimes it's Sweetheart. so easy to be on the negative end. Uh, I did a Adam Levine parody of um, one of yeah, the songs. Yeah. I shaved my head. I did all this tat stuff. It was, it was I was proud of it. And I posted it online. I was trying to think of clever ways to uh, promote it as well. And I just tweeted at him. Uh, I just said, "Hey, I'm no, I'm no Jay Farrow, but you know, this is my, uh, it's my Adam Levine, whatever." And uh, time went by, and then he followed me on Twitter. Nice. I was like, "Jay Farrow." I was like, "Oh wait, no, that's him." Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's got the little check and everything. <laughs> And then check. Uh, <laughs> it's like, really the standard of, of yeah, where we're at in this life. business. Yeah, it's so horrible. I hate that fucking thing. <laughs> so now I go to stand up New York one night, um, and I'm just hanging out to watch the show. And Jay's on doing a set, and then he's walking out, just, and I'm just up against the wall. I'm talking to, I think, um, talking to someone, and then he walks by, and he literally does like a double take. He's just like. He's like, did I follow you on Twitter? <laughs> I was like, nice. oh, yeah, yeah, you did follow me on Twitter. I was like, oh, man, yeah, you know, I watched your uh, your Gotham Live set. That shit was great, man. Oh, you great. do fucking that. Just your writing shit, man. God, that writing's just... And he was gushing, and I was like, sitting there almost kind of like, uh, thanks. I was almost getting uncomfortable. Like, yeah. thank you. I don't know what yeah. to say. Really kind. And then he's like, I'm coming back in April. I'm doing Caroline's in April. You know, you should come by. You should open. You should do a set. I said, of course, yeah, it'd be great. Message him, you wind up making that happen. So, oh, that's great. This is such a great. It's I was great like, well, that that happened because that nice... doesn't happen sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Great. People yeah. talk shit, and you're just like, yeah, whatever. Well, that was <laughs> the other thing too. I was like, well, yeah. the follow through because it was 
maybe January. And I said, all right, we'll see a couple months later if that if that pans out. That's and great. It, it was just great. What, was, did you MC or feature? Uh, yeah, I was able to feature. Yeah, oh, that's I was able great. To do, it was really, really, really cool. Those are so, always great at Caroline's. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, damn, what a what a nice little thing that he did followed through on. And I just imagine him at home, and he's like watching. He actually cared to like check out a comic yeah. stand up too. That's great. Right? Good for you, Jay Farrow. Yeah. All right. So, you you win the com- comedian of the month. Positivity out there, right? <laughs> he's comedian of the month for. Uh, I'll leave you with this podcast. We. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to do Comedian of the Month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. That's great. Jay Farrell for, uh, yeah, because he doesn't have to do that, you know, yeah. and that's really great. And then on the other end, you know, for any comics who are newer listening, um, doesn't always there work. There are good, it doesn't always work for sure. <laughs> and uh, I think what I put tweeted at him was quality as well. So make sure it's Absolutely at least halfway quality. good. Uh, but yeah, when you, uh, because there's nice, you don't want to put yourself out there because you just are constantly used to. Rejection or these, mm. you know, social anxiety moments, feelings. Yeah. Uh, but there are some moments that are just great, and they they wind up just cascading you into more work and better stuff. Sure. The very first time I came out to uh, Greenwich Village Comedy Club, first time I was out there, I heard of the place. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just I, I was so nervous. I swear to God, I was like, I don't want to go out that night, and I hadn't been in that club before. And I got stopped by whoever was outside at the time. He's like, yeah, 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 you know, show's already going. I said, Yeah, I know. I'm just a comic. Can I just? I don't know. I just want to watch the show. Yeah, uh, sure. And then I get down to like the little gate door. Someone in there too. Like, Who are you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just a com- comedian. <laughs> yeah, in and the I beginning, just... I was like, Leave everybody. <laughs> Nobody can come in. <laughs> I'm still kind of like that, but yeah. <laughs> I, said, I just wanted to watch the show. Yeah. I don't know if that was okay. Yeah, sure. Then I get to the door, and there's a security guard in in the door. Oh, okay. Hey, who are you? I'm like, Must have been oh, a weekend. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a Friday. Oh, okay. And I was like, uh, I just wanted to see the show. I don't know if that was cool here. I don't know. He's like, oh, yeah, sure. And I'm walking back, and I see you, and immediately you're just like, hey, you want to you do a spot? And I was like, uh, yeah. He's like, right now. My, my closure's not here. I was like, yeah, of course. Oh, sure. Great. I just take my jacket off. <laughs> go up. I do like 15 minutes. That was a great set. Yeah. And then you paid me. And oh, wow. Yeah, it was okay, like, that's pretty I'm good. Dick. That's great. I don't remember this. This is great. Yeah. Oh, it was the very first oh. time. He's like, yeah, it's pretty good, right? You show up, do a spot, get paid, give me your veil. And I was like, this is the best night ever. Oh, that's <laughs> so fantastic. I came out. I'm glad that worked out. And, you know, yeah. I was fighting those ugh, feelings yeah. like the whole night because you just feel like, I don't want to do it sometimes because you're scared because you could also show up and then be like, well, who are you? Get out of here. You know, it's funny. That's a great story and I love it that it's you and I had a good moment with you. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm sitting there thinking, who fucking didn't show up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was er- those <laughs> early really days. Funny. I was like, I bet it was Roberta. Like, who is it? I'm trying to think. Like, who did show up? <laughs> who the fuck didn't show up? Brit always shows up. Like, mm-hmm. there's certain guys that show up. I'm like, I wonder who that was. Right. Hmm, I bet it was Roberto. I love you, Roberto, but you've not showed a few times. <laughs> All right, so your debut album oh, just yeah. came out. Very excited. Um, very excited for you, too. I think it's really great. Uh, it's called Non-Alcoholic. Yeah. Very Rob Ryan, non-alcoholic. Rob Ryan, non-alcoholic. Use your name. That's good. It'd be weird if you had another name. Um, so Rob Ryan, non-alcoholic, and as independent or this is uh, released through Eight Hundred Pound Gorilla. Eight Hundred Pound Gorilla, very cool. Who've been fantastic so far. Um, and it will be on uh, pre-sale May fourteenth, May fourteenth, and then May twenty-first officially all over. May twenty-first officially. That's great. So talk, talk me through it. So yeah. you've uh, this is you know your comedy life's work. Um, that's that's what's cool about an album is it's mm-hmm. like, you know, people don't realize that first album how much right. work you put into right. it. You know, how many years of comedy and grinding out or open mics and f- failed bombs and all this. You know, and then it's like you get to you get to present. You know, your 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 uh, Mona Lisa, if you will. Yeah. Your yeah. <laughs> you know uh, you know on something which is fun. Yeah, and you can 
look at it either way, you know, sometimes people say, oh my gosh, it's like nine, ten years of work, you yeah, know, yeah. condensed down to an hour. Sure. But what you were listening to on pretty much any comic's debut album is not just the jokes, but it's it's this journey of sure. like, no, 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 you don't understand how I, I had to learn to do this first. Yeah. Um, you know, that joke is like five years old. This joke was like six months old and that yeah. joke's like 10 years old or whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever compilation of stuff you put together. Sure. But you're like, but it took me years to get to this place where I can consistently write decent jokes. Um, and so what's cool is that now once you're off to the races, the, your, your hopefully sophomore album, if you keep at it, uh, will, it'll be better. Hopefully. Yeah, sure. Uh, it'll take you less time to do it. Uh, but what's so beautiful and great about the debut album is that story. You're like, yeah, man, these jokes are spanning a decade. Yeah. Because, you know, there's just, you couldn't always get the good stuff in there originally. Like, yours, what, it really there's so many stories what, to tell. About. What were kind of the, some of the stories you wanted to tell on the album? Like, what's, what's kind of the theme? Is there a theme throughout or? Uh, for this, there are chunks, not exactly a theme throughout, but uh, something that I do harp on and why the album is called uh, Rob Ryan Alcoholic. As you mentioned before, I don't drink alcohol, but I never uh, drank. So th- okay. I make that distinction pretty clear in a lot of okay. bits that I do. And Not it, like me where you had a problem. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's always, man, just tip of the tongue for everybody. Because yeah. like, oh, you're an alcoholic? Okay. And I always wonder, I'm like, well, if I was, I mean, like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you got to bring that up right away. Uh, well, that's what I get all the time. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I would imagine, I don't know how you feel about it, but I'd be, yeah. I'd be pissed. I'd be like, dude, can I just not <laughs> drink? You know? It's... Yeah, it is a weird thing, you know? Mm. Well, it's it's funny because people put their insecurity about drinking on right. you. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so they get, like, because a lot of times deep in the back of their head, sometimes they want to quit. And so they just like, oh, so you had a problem? Like, you mm-hmm. know, basically, they basically should be just be saying, I have a problem, you know, but they don't. Oh, and okay. so they use you as kind of like, yeah, you must have had a weird, a lot of things going on, huh? You right. Know? You know, so it's just what people do. I'm used to it by now. Yeah. I'm used to it in the sense that I go, no. And then the second question, uh, you know, then it's more curious. Oh, yeah. Some in your family have a problem, and which is, I get Mormon sometimes because sure. the way I look. Yeah, you definitely too. look Mormon. I was a Mormon, so I know you guys, <laughs> right, you right. look exactly, yeah, you can pull that off easy. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, you're Mormon? I'm like, no, I'm not Mormon, uh, which makes me laugh too. Ryan, and, Ryan Hamilton's Mormon. Right, yeah, Ryan yeah. Hamilton's Mormon, right. <laughs> and so, yeah, I love, I love, uh, so then the jokes started to, the, these jokes wind up being uh, later in my like development. I have one joke when I literally like was first starting off, it was about my mother. My mom was an alcoholic to answer mm-hmm. that question. And that is, you know, that did shape a lot of my decisions for not drinking. And I had a joke when I was a kid, I'm talking like 16 years old. And it was about, she was going through the 12 steps. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this story that I'm working on now about like the, 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 the day that I decided to like help my family out by calling the police on her when I was home alone with her and she was drunk wow. and they, they took her away and she, she went to rehab and she went to like a halfway house. There was an order of protection against her or against, you know, with me and her. And, uh, and ironically she did the exact same thing to her father mm. when she was 19 years old to protect her like nine year old daughter, uh, sister. And, uh, so it was just very strange generational, you know, yeah. Luke Skywalker thing going on of just like, of, oh my God, you know. I, of course I'm... you put Star Wars in there. <laughs> <laughs> Such a nerd. <laughs> 
so uh, so I'm working on that on on continuing these stories now. But yeah. the first joke that I had, what had come up when I was young was she was was going through these twelve steps, okay. but she was not. But she was a, she was going to therapy and she was showing up to these meetings, but yeah. she was still drinking. <laughs> so she was just it was that's, crazy to me. Yeah. I was like, what? So no one on that end knew, <laughs> and we were still in this like bubble of like I don't know. We just keep everything secret. I don't tell anybody anything. So that's my life. Uh, yeah. I was like, what do I what do I have to do? Call her. You know, per PO or whatever, and yeah, like, oh, yeah. No, no, she's she's still drinking here. <laughs> you know, it caused yeah. a lot of shit for her. Sure. So yeah. So anyway, I'm 16 years old, and I come up with this bit of um, uh, I was like, yeah, well, she tried hard. She went through the 12 steps to stop drinking. Uh, apparently, not one of those steps is uh, stop drinking. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. So that was the joke I came with years ago, and I just would throw it in my set and completely unrelated. I just had the joke, and that was yeah. it. And it's a good lesson in sort of joke telling and storytelling where the joke is fine uh, yeah. by itself, but when couched in all this other stuff, it just sure. becomes this much more funny and real joke that the audience can really kind of get behind because now they know more about you. And they're just like, and that's really So funny, you explored actually. more with it? Yeah. This, and yeah. Um... And so now that I have that story, um, Mixed with other jokes about me not drinking, and yeah. then I also don't do any drugs either, so I get to go on and do a bunch of bits about alcohol and drugs. And it's and it's great because I found a way, and I'm sure you've had these moments plenty of times in your life, comedy life, where you're like, man, how do I, how do I talk about this specific thing? And you find that in. Yeah. And the biggest in that I found with alcohol, because I felt, as you said, the audience is going to have their insecurities about drinking. They hear that I don't mm. immediately. Whoa. Everyone's on edge. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, ah, who are you? You know? Yeah, yeah. And I call that shit out immediately, and it just gets such a great laugh. Everybody's all like, all right, you get a pass. Go ahead. Tell me whatever you want. Because I just say it. So I don't drink. I never drink. And, uh, you, know, you know, when people, I think, when I say that I quit drinking, people are like, oh, yeah, good job. Yeah. Good sure, sure, sure. I say I never drink. Everyone's like, ah, pussy, I understand you. <laughs> Why don't you drink and then quit so I can respect you? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. What well, is funny in stand-up comedy because it's like, you know, it's weird. I've uh, I've kind of been on the fence about it because it's like, um, you know, stand up comedy is a, is a you know it's a drink culture. You mm -hmm. know, it's, yeah. so it's like you know every basic comedy club that you're in is forcing them to drink alcohol. Yeah, you know everybody that you you, you know you're sitting there doing all this sober material and you look out and everybody's got a drink it's got the, yeah. and it's the weirdest thing. Right when you're just like, oh, alcohol's bad, and then you see somebody just with a Long Island iced tea just slurping <laughs> it back. So it's like it is a weird thing. And I I've I've seen comedy club owners tell comics not to do sober material. Wow, I've seen them go like yeah. I, I'm trying to push I'm trying to push drinks. Yeah, like I don't want you doing this anti drinking shit because I've seen it happen and it's like the weirdest thing. You know, wow. and the comics got to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> do something else, you know. Wow. So some people don't embrace it. You know, yeah. they, they feel like it's more of a one-man show kind of thing. Right. Like sometimes, you know, it's very, you know, rare that's going to happen because mm -hmm. there's a lot of comedians that do, you know, sober material. But, you know, on occasion you'll find a guy that's trying to push his drinks. Right. You know, so you got just something to be aware of. But uh, but it is your journey, so you should mm -hmm. be able to talk about it. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, these cocksuckers that think that it's okay to do that. But right. <laughs> I'm glad I'm coming across that yet, but... Um, and I'm trying. Yeah. I try not to hate on it too much. Yeah. But what is interesting is um, the oh the evolution of like you becoming a stand up. I remember for a long time people would always say that your jokes are funny, but they wouldn't remember who I was. 
um, they would be like, oh, you were great, you know, and they'd get your name wrong. Yeah, or, oh, you were funny, and they just yeah. couldn't recall a joke that you told. I wear a hat for so long, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 right? <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the cowboy, he was good. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. helps. It helps, it totally <laughs> helps. And people, you, I realized, like, wow, man, people can't even recall a joke that I told, but they remember the emotion, the feeling. Sure. And I got some advice from friends. They're like, well, I don't know. If I, did, if I had to describe you, I'd say that you're really funny, but I don't know, you know, if you like... You kind of distance yourself from the material that you tell. Mm, so I said, okay. So I started just doing a very simple uh, process. I just started starting every joke with I or my. Mm. And I said, all right, let's just start. You know, instead of it just being like, yeah, men or people or mm. at the mall, I'd be like, That's great. I went to the mall. Um, my brother did this. Mm. I feel this way. I think this way. And it's just small changes to the pronouns. And it made me go, all right, this is the same joke pretty much, but it's now it's just through this lens of mm. I'm owning it. I'm owning everything that I yeah. say and think and do. And maybe it applies to more people, but I'm not going to say it does. And I started doing that. And that, that was better. It helped. And then I started to do this other you know, material about what, oh, I don't drink. That's something unique about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me explore it. And now it's like 20 minutes worth of material. And I go, okay, great. And then people after the show would come by and they'd be like, this is a common joke they love to say. They're like, hey, great job. I'll buy yeah. you a drink. Ah, I know you don't drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll do that. And I like you fake chuckle. That's ah, good. good. But it was this great aha moment for me where I went, wow, you know, um, people know who I am. They remember specifically me. Yeah. They remember something about me. And that hadn't happened for years. You know, they'd like yeah. what I'm doing, but they didn't remember. And so I said, okay. Yes, this is the beginning of, of what it is that I should be doing. Oh, that's great. Um, and I just wanted to continue to do that. And yeah, again, any comics listening, yeah, it's, that's very important. You know? No, it's interesting. I mean, I don't know who that friend was, but that's a good, you know, good person that can like, give you insight on you. Yeah. Because it's so hard for us sometimes. We don't know, you know, you, it's such a like, you know, jump out of the airplane kind of thing, stand up mm -hmm. comedy. You know, right. it's like a lot of times. It's just like like this weekend. I had a, I had I had just I had such a, had a weird show and a good show, mm -hmm. and it was just like um, you did some of those Poconos gigs, oh, yeah. like a couple mm -hmm. resorts and stuff. Mm -hmm. I did one and it was hilarious. It was like uh, I did one on the Friday and it was phenomenal. I had a really good set, and then the second one, it was funny because it was like. It was, uh, I get booked sometimes for these, like, you know, country themes or whatever. And it's like, but I'm like, you know, I'm Austin, Texas. I'm like a liberal. Like, I'm not, yeah. you're not getting Larry the Cable Guy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're not getting Rob Carrington. Like, you're not, that's not what you're getting. <laughs> so, you know, but it's sometimes, and it was funny because it was the audience was, um, they, it was mostly black. Yeah. It was like half black. And then the rest of it was like, you know, regular white people. And it was a country theme. And they were having like redneck hillbilly contests. They had a, a country band. And it was, and I thought it was so funny to watch the audience, which the, watch black people try to enjoy country music and mm. this like redneck theme. And to me, it was crazy offensive because I'm sitting there because I'm just like, you know, I'm, like I'm tired of like, the hillbilly redneck like that's not okay anymore yeah. like i make fun of it a little bit in my act but mm -hmm. i come from it so i feel like i can make fun of it mm -hmm. but for you not to come from it and like to make fun of people that are poor and yeah. like you know it's stuff and and it was just hilarious and so i just made fun of the fact that it was so funny to watch black people like trying to enjoy country music and, it, and the whole thing just went awry and it was just like a nightmare and it was just like you know it just they did you know i was shitting on their thing that they were so excited about right and i was yeah. just like the redneck they had band they had like contest and people won like plaps blue ribbons and it was wow. just, the whole thing was just ridiculous and i was trying to that's the thing when i feel sometimes you're new york 
comes out too much, you know, when you do your New York City comedy, right? And you have to kind of find a way. Have you have you have you found that where you like when you go on the road and stuff, like you just like you you got to get out of city mode? Yeah. Have you? Um, there's one specific thing that I've done, and I've been telling comedians, and they're almost shocked that this yeah. is. I'm like, this is one thing that I do. I just, and it has nothing to do with intelligence, by the way. Yeah. But I just speak slower. Yeah. on the road sure everything is slower <laughs> the setups are slower the punchlines yeah. are slower yeah and uh I'm, I'm actually pulling this i have i have data to back this up yeah sure <laughs> where um if you if you live in a larger city you speak faster just by nature yeah uh you walk faster yeah. and you're just generally more anxiety right sure there was a um there's like a little security camera stuff and they're doing a study to as they're just watching people walk by in the security camera and to some degree, just based on people's pace of their steps, uh, with no other information, they could determine roughly the population of the city that you live in based on how fast you're walking. Oh, wow. So we as humans are just like ants. We just have this like colony mentality where, you know, if we're just more densely populated, we just behave differently. Yeah. Uh, and that goes for our, our speech patterns as well as our walking. So when you are doing Wisconsin – uh, gig, yeah. it it's literally like code switching. It's literally like speaking their language to lit, just just speak slower. Yeah. Because and again, it's not about processing information or intelligence. It's just like, oh, it's like a dialect, and the dialect is speak slower. Um, and that's just one one thing without even changing the material. Of course, when it comes to the jokes, it's yeah. like <laughs> then then it's a whole other thing. You're like, fuck, I gotta get you know. I'll, Every a lot of comics have feeler jokes, you know, where you're like, oh, well, if you like this, you'll love this, and if you don't like this, you'll probably hate the rest of this stuff. And yeah, I, I stop short often. I'm like, fuck, you don't like that? I got like another ten minutes, like, oh, like yeah. of similar stuff. It's only going to get more weird and more this. I'm like, all right, I guess I just gotta just bail. Yeah. Um, I wind up going back in time to my own comedy, you know, evolution, because I, I started off trying to, you know, think about what I thought was funny, but what I thought was funny was just general, the, the easy stuff, whatever it may be about sex and penises and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is a bachelorette party joke that I do okay. solely on the road, uh, and it just has to do with the fake penises. Uh, that's it. It's just the fake penises at the bachelor, bachelorette party, you know? The straws and, and all this stuff. The straws and the hats, and there's yeah. a whole... My take, if you want to even call it that, is that there's a whole industry... Out, there's a guy right now just stamping out dicks 12 hours a day. He's out in Western PA somewhere. Yeah. His wife's calling, when are you coming home? He's like, I'm a dick man. You knew this when you married me. It's wedding season. And so he's just like, this is the guy. So I just wanted... I was like, that's funny. And comics are even like, dude, yeah. that's a funny take. I'm like, yeah. I, I like my writing. It's just I don't like doing in the joke and then yeah. the big the big coup de grace is at the end I say like you know guys don't do you don't see guys screwing around with fake vaginas sure, at their sure. bachelor parties yeah. guys get real vaginas <laughs> at their bachelor parties everyone's like yeah. ah and they'll yeah, go nuts yeah. and I love it it's, it's a fun joke I still sure. do it all the time they just don't broad. do it in New York it's broad. It very broad yeah. yeah and sometimes I see you do in New York occasionally oh yeah yeah, yeah guess, it depends yeah, on the crowd it's, yeah it depends on the crowd exactly sometimes <laughs> I'm just like sweating up there I'm like yeah. what's going on and I was like ah, here we go party. bachelor party <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, why would you do this the whole time? <laughs> so, yeah, there's yeah. always those moments. Like, comics, I had a fucking audience, like, crit not critique me. They they did the worst thing. I'm sure this happened to you. They they compliment you. Hey, we loved your set. That was really great. Yeah. One thing, though, I'm like, don't fucking tell me what you think your one thing is that you're going to, you know, critique me on. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just, we have a wealth of knowledge and expertise going into this. That if you saw me do something, it's probably not 
probably something I did by choice. Uh, I just hate it. And they were just like, well, you know, you can like let some of the silence or whatever they said just to. And I said, no, no, no. I was like, I had nine minutes up there. I needed to get these two jokes out. Yeah. Um, they were laughing too much. They were just laughing too long. I just needed them to not. <laughs> so I wasn't going to like deal with it or let them. I just needed to get to my next joke. They're like, yeah. yeah, but you know, you can sometimes. I'm like, dude, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I'm like, you watched one little sliver of my life. Yeah. And you think that you're going to give me some kind of, you know, I was like, I know, I know, I thought of it. I know, I know what you're about to say. Oh, yeah. And I'm not trying to shut you up, but I just have been through so many permutations of this experience. Yeah. Uh, I had a very specific goal tonight and, and that was what oh, it was. Feedback. So, just <laughs> feedback. Feedback, man. feedback from, like, if it's from friends, family, feedback. comics, all this stuff's great. But when I'm hearing it from, you know, lay people, I'm like, I don't need yeah. it right now. I don't need it from you. And I, the only reason I mention it is because it's like... There is so much going on in our heads at the moment that we're doing it. We're not just checking out on stage and doing yeah. the jokes. We're actively reading every person and the joke and the wording. And then we're making decisions on the fly. But, hey, man, I guess it's bachelorette party joke time, you know, because <laughs> I want to make sure the audience yeah. is still getting their, their money's worth. And... But the thing, yeah, but that's, I mean, that's one of the hardest things in comedy is just like, you know, like, it's it's such a, is, is talking to the audience after the show, you know. Yeah. It's like you're, you know, it's, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, especially if you have a weird set, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, you're just like, oh, God, you know. And then you feel like you have to be meet and greedy. Like, you, it's important yeah. to hand out cards and get people. But, you know, it's it's funny, like, you know, and uh, I, and I'll bring him up because I love him. We both love him. Anthony. Mm-hmm. Anthony Caffer is really funny. Yeah, what I love I about love about Anthony is um, no matter what the set is, <laughs> no matter how weird the room was, that's that sucker, man. He'll get out there, and he and I have so much respect. He'll yeah. just sell those books, and he'll well, just stand there in that mm-hmm. place. And if I have a weird set, I don't care what I'm selling. <laughs> you ain't gonna see me. <laughs> You're not gonna see me because yeah. I'm not gonna risk right. you coming up and telling me what do you think I should be doing better. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I've I've told this story many times, but I want to say it to you because it's I don't know if I told you, but I remember one time uh, I was doing a gig with. Uh, Big J Okerson and Nate Bergazzi. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were in Queens, and it was like a weird show. And it was like somebody had passed away, and it was kind of a tribute to them. And we had to watch like a video of their life, and everybody's crying. And then they're like, okay, stand up comedy. And it was like this this horrible show. And so, and I remember Nate Bergazzi, and, um, you know, he's always been very low key and very funny and mm-hmm. like storytelling and stuff. Yeah. And he got on stage, and, you know, he had a, whatever. He had a set that we all had, you know, like right. one of, I might have got a little more laughs because I was a little more high energy, but whatever. It was still kind of, we were all kind of about the same. And then afterwards, somebody was just like, this old lady's like, you know what you should do? You mm-hmm. should, like, you should get, like, because uh, he brought up, like, a superhero thing. And she's like, you should get, like, uh, you know, those those uh, spray, spray string, you know? You should get those and, like, be like Spider-Man and just be like, look, I'm Spider-Man. And, like, string them out. Like, have some excitement in your act. And it was, like, the funniest thing. <laughs> Meanwhile, he has, like, one of the top specials on Netflix right now. <laughs> oh because he didn't listen to this old lady with the strings, <laughs> the spray string the or whatever. String. Silly string, silly that's string, it. Yeah. He wanted to have silly string and be like, I'm Spider-Man. Like, you need more props, like basically what she was saying. But uh, very funny. Um, the, uh, great having you on the show. Oh, thank you. So man. cool. I'm very great. excited about your album. So uh, where can we get the album? Tell everybody. Uh, the album is available on iTunes pre-sale May 14th. May 21st uh, is the official 
you know, release date. That's and then awesome. it's also going to be available on uh, Pandora, Spotify, all this stuff you can get. Very cool. There. And where can we follow you online? You have podcasts um, or Twitters, all that stuff. All my full name is Rob Ryan Rocks. That is my Twitter. Rob Ryan Rocks is my Instagram. And it's also okay. my YouTube channel as well, which will have right. more stuff to come soon. We didn't get to talk about, but I'm excited. Oh, you got some... Uh, some... I've got a couple of YouTube channel stuff, but... Oh, cool. Uh, you know. We're excited about that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, check him out. His stuff's always funny. He really goes all in with the uh, videos and things like that. Uh, I mean, I mean, shaving your head, putting, you know, making the tattoos. Like, <laughs> you really, you really go all out. Like, if you're gonna shout you, out to you, Alex Chinko. Yeah. Oh, right. oh, Chinko. Wow. Oh, Shinko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had a. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not gonna get into that. Okay. But uh, <laughs> 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 heard you're doing great in DC. Okay. But uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, please go to our Patreon page. Uh, we need some subscribers on that, and there's a lot of fun stuff on there. Please check that out. I've uh, TJ Miller and I do a series on the road with like food and comedy, and we talk about. Our last week we did um, the best uh, Philly cheesesteak. We went to Gino's and went to Pat's, and oh, it was nice. like a whole situation. And like, like the guy Pat's was gonna like you know he's yelling at us because we uh, the guy at Gino's was yelling at us because we had a Pat's <laughs> cheesesteak on his property, and like it was That's it was a great. whole thing it was hilarious so please check that out very funny stuff uh you can catch me on the road um i will be where will i be uh to be at the key west comedy club this weekend then i'll be at mohegan sun uh and uh poconos and then i'll be in tampa with tj miller at the improv please uh follow us uh twitter uh leave you with this and our facebook page and if you're interested in stand-up comedy um i do outlaw comedy coaching catch that on facebook and i will help you uh experience this glorious craft we call stand-up comedy and you uh will get you on stage and get you funny so thank you for listening to i'll leave you with this Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.